0: What is up guys, this is Scott from Iron Legion, this is episode 238 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So if you follow me or Iron Legion on Facebook, Instagram, uh, you'll, you've will you probably seen some posts or memes, whatever they're called, about uh, the scale and why we strongly discourage people from... Uh, relying on the scale, using the scale to gauge progress. And I'm not going to get too far into that part of it today, um, but in a nutshell the scale is extremely uh, is an extremely faulty way of gauging progress, particularly uh, when you are exercising and especially when you're strength training, because the, again, the nature of strength training is to add muscle tissue to your body. Um, that is going to, if, if you do nothing else at all, that's going to add weight. Now, there's a myriad of factors that are happening here because ultimately adding muscle is going to help you to lose body fat because your metabolic rate goes up because muscle is metabolically active. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn. Um, you're actually burning calories in the process of putting on muscle, right? Depending on how much cardiovascular exercise you're doing or a or higher intensity training, you're going to burn more calories. Depending on how you change your eating habits, you're going to lose fu- fat or not. So there's so many factors that the scale can only tell you what you actually weigh. It's basically telling you gravity says it's pulling this hard, right? Or whatever. Um, with zero ability to determine muscle and fat. So even when people say, well, I just like it. I just like to use it to see if I'm still on track. Well, that's uh, good in theory, but it doesn't make sense because if you lost five pounds of muscle on vacation uh, for a month and gained five pounds of fat, you'd think you were still on track, uh, but you're not and vice versa. You've been working out for a year. You've gained 10 pounds of muscle, lost 10 pounds of fat. You think you're not doing well, but you're doing great. So there's a lot of reasons why the scale is no good. What I want to talk more about today is why the scale thing kind of exists, um, and let's talk about what we can do about it from a from a global perspective. Because I think if you, again, if you're on board and aware of the mission of um, Iron Legion, it is empowerment through strength. Um, the idea behind that is basically as we see people get stronger, we see them become empowered uh, in many areas of their life that reach outside the gym, uh, which is why I think so many people respond so well to getting stronger in the gym. Um, rather Whether they're a uh, you know, competitive athlete or not, it doesn't matter. They take that strength they find in the gym and they can convert it into other areas of life. We also obviously promote the uh, message of lift heavy be kind and I think that can actually apply to uh, what we're talking about here because it's about kind of being kind to yourself and being kind to others um, regardless of what they look like or weigh. So I think a lot of the weighing thing uh, the the weight and the body kind of dysmorphia that is so prevalent is is pretty layered and pretty deep so number one uh, it's not unique to women i think a lot of people in general think this is a strictly female thing with with weight Um, we we talk a lot about you know girls growing up having you know uh, kate somebody mentioned recently that she found a journal for when she was a kid and even when she was young she was seeing all these diary entries about how she hated how much she weighed and she was marking down her weight. It would fluctuate, you know, from one pound, two pounds up, down, and she would just be miserable about her weight. So, uh, that is definitely a thing. Uh, it's cultural, you know, it's it's society's pressure. I feel like in the last uh, 20 years that I've been paying attention to things, uh, I've definitely seen a, a shift in a good way towards, uh, more acceptance towards larger body types, different body types. Um, and again we have to remember too that there are a lot of people who are not curvy who are naturally very tiny and very slim and then and, and as we want to make uh you know bigger people feel comfortable we have to remember that some smaller people are just naturally that way they're not all you know starving themselves and uh, they're equally sometimes uh, have as much trouble with their body as the larger people so and again, this is not unique to women, but oh, let me get back. So I think society has, you know, determined what is uh, pretty, what is sexy, what is beautiful, what's acceptable um, by what they choose to put um, on TV, in advertising, uh, you know, what the Victoria's Secret models look like and so forth. So uh, uh, this happens to men as well. If you look back to, I don't know, like a, a fucking Kendall or a, a Batman from, you know, when it first started, to one uh, more recently, um, you know, Batman is fucking jacked, right? I mean, every male superhero is diesel. Um, if you go back to, I mean, I grew up watching Schwarzenegger and um, Sylvester Stallone and Rocky, um, so all my superheroes were super-duper muscular and ripped. Um, so to me, and this, and this kind of, uh, you know, if you want to call it brainwashing, Started, I don't know, and I don't know. When as soon as I became aware of my body, I was aware that I didn't have muscles like that, and I wanted to. Um, And then, uh, for God forbid, you get into bodybuilding like I did when I was um, probably 16 or 17. I remember in college getting all the, you know, Joe Weider's Muscle and Fitness magazines, and literally everybody in those magazines. Is a professional bodybuilder. So everybody is jacked and ripped. Um, And they do all kinds of marketing to make you believe that that's the secret to a successful life. If you're big and muscular, you'll get, you know, there's two beautiful women and a muscular guy in the cover. So you're led to believe that if I look like that, I'll have uh, beautiful women chasing me around. And, you know, there's uh, the, the charles atlas ads of the skinny kid getting sand kicked on him on the beach and then and by a bully and then he gets bigger and stronger and uh you know i don't know i forget what he does to the bully but the bully no longer kicks sand in his face because now he's big and strong so you're getting all these messages from a young age uh as a man a male that if you are bigger and stronger and jacked and muscular that's how you are a superhero and you uh, will find a beautiful wife, and if you're a woman, you or a girl, young girl, you get these messages that say if you're petite and small, you're gonna uh, be happy and look beautiful, and and life will be great. And if you're not, um, it's it's gonna turn out the opposite way, right? Is the is the is what you infer. Um, so I think part of it, and uh, you know what we're trying to do as much as we can do make a dent in this thing is from a cultural level. Um, You know, we're trying to do our part with, the, you know, 1,000 or 2,000 people we interact with on a regular basis to get away from identifying with the scale as something that's uh, fucking matters at all, to be honest with you. Um, Trying to get people to understand that it really has no impact on uh, what you look like, what you feel like. Now. This is very. This is and obviously this is a very sensitive subject for a lot of people. So I, I was hesitant to even have this conversation um, on the podcast because uh, it can get dicey. It can get dicey because while we want to kind of some support uh, acceptance to a degree, we have to remember that we're not endorsing um, being at an unhealthy body fat level. Okay. So there's a degree of, uh, understanding body types, accepting, uh, you know, what we were blessed with and given, and then, you know, kind of doing the best we can with that. Um, and again, you know, not accepting, uh, feeling crappy, not, uh, not accepting being unhappy with the way we feel like our, our body performs. Um, let's, let's not pretend that there's going to be a degree of wanting to be happy with the way we look, but we want to remove the attachment to what the scale says, um, to those things. So we do need to strive, encourage people to strive for a healthy, um, body fat level, a uh, healthy degree of muscle mass, but knowing that that, for some people that's gonna occur at 200 pounds. For some people that's gonna occur at 230 pounds. For some people that's gonna occur at 300 pounds. For some people that's gonna occur at 110 pounds. So there's gonna be a range of healthy, functional, beautiful bodies. So part of the way we work on that is by what we're doing at the gym is encouraging people to stop using the scale as a measure uh, because it's it's meaningless. You know, we, and, and part of what we can do is try to stop talking to ourselves and even other people in terms of weight. So what I mean by that is, and this is, trust me, this is hard, I'm still working on this, but you see someone that looks like they've um, been working out a lot and gotten smaller, right? And our first question is, oh my God, you look great. How much weight have you lost? So if if I say that to somebody, it basically undoes everything I just said about the scale, right? Because I've just, ask them what the scale says. So I'm telling them not to worry about the scale, but then I ask them how much weight they lost. So I have to train myself not to do that. I can train, I, I think it's perfectly okay to say, you look so much smaller, you look great. It's okay to give compliments, but not to pay attention to the scale. Now, you know, there are some that would argue that maybe even saying anything about the appearance uh, is bad because it encourages, like, if, if I say you look smaller you look great. That might be implying that when you look bigger, you don't. So, and I, and I appreciate that. So maybe that's not the right angle, but maybe we just say, you look great. You've been working out hard. You look awesome. Maybe that's probably the way to do it. Not put a value judgment on bigger, smaller, right? Because I, again, if it works both ways, I can remember again, growing up as a, a smaller kid, you know, my insecurities came from being small. Now small for me was short and skinny. So, And in hindsight, I don't think I was even skinny. I think I was just normally built. But again, if I'm comparing myself to Schwarzenegger and all the muscle magazines, that's I'm skinny, right? So when someone say to me at the gym, man, you look awesome. You got to do so much bigger. All I'm hearing is bigger, bigger is better, right? So people wonder when you see bodybuilders who are just continuously trying to get bigger and bigger. um, And they say, God, how big is this guy going to get? Like when's enough is enough? Well, it's twofold. Uh, you know, a lot of bodybuilders are overcoming a body dysmorphic childhood, um, and there, there is no too big because you're just constantly like it, it would be like telling somebody you're you're too attractive, right? Like there's no such there. You have too much money. Like there's no such thing. It's just bigger is better. Um, and then also when you get into a sport like bodybuilding, um, it it kind of enables that dysmorphia because you are rewarded for being bigger and more ripped. So now it's even more addicting to just continue to try to get bigger and leaner and look more muscular. So it's very tricky. Uh, There are people that can navigate the sport as just a sport, but I think if we're going to be honest, most people that have gotten into it got into it because of that, and it just continues to perpetuate that. So that's challenging, right? So I think we have to learn to talk uh, in a different way. Uh, if we catch ourselves, you catch yourself gauging your life's your you know quality of life and uh, satisfaction with yourself on what you weigh, please get rid of the scale. I can't honestly think of a real reason to have it. Um if you have children, do not let them see you getting on the scale every fucking day and then talking about it. I mean, this is another thing. We want our kids to grow up. You know, without the same fucked up mindset that we had towards uh, scale and weight and body image, but then we get on a scale, complain that we're up three pounds, look at how, talk about how much we hate the way we look in our clothes and in the mirror, and expect our kids not to do the same. Uh, if you insist on doing it, you can't let them fucking see you do it. You can't let them hear you talk about doing it. You can't talk to your kids about that. If they think your kid is... Um, at a level where he's unhealthy or she is not healthy, and his body fat is too high, uh, get him fucking exercising more. I mean, that's uh, a lot of your kid's body composition is in your control. What are you feeding him? You know, most of the kids that I see who are at a higher level of body fat than they should be are drinking fucking soda and gigantic uh, juice drinks and things of like that. Just putting liquid extra calories in their body at an astronomical level, uh, eating fast food. like They just can't do that. Okay, so, uh, you know, that's completely in your control is what you're putting in his mouth or her mouth. Um, and yes, there's going to be times where they're on their own, they're with their friends or with their other families. So if that's the case, you have to take even more control of the time that you have access to what they're eating uh, and get them, get them to be active. So we need to talk uh, in ways that are, again, not referencing weight. Um, and then I think the other thing is, as, even for us as adults, Uh, And again, this is what we're trying to do with the Legion is get people to look at themselves in terms of performance and what their body can do, right? Uh, With kids, I think this is sports and things of that nature. And and lifting, lifting has been a wonderful tool for us in this area because typically the person who has struggled at the gym uh, in the past is the person who's uh, built a little bit bigger and had joined the gym to try to lose weight, right? To get smaller, but specifically lose weight on the scale. And then we hear that, you know, they hear that we should lift weights to help with fat loss and body comp, so they start lifting weights. Well, the bigger person is probably, again, and this is a good thing, gonna put on muscle mass a little more easily than the smaller person. So a naturally thin, slim person is called an ectomorph. The ectomorph struggles to put weight on, Uh, whether that's muscle mass or body fat, right? So the naturally thin person uh, usually is very frustrated trying to put on muscle. But again, and if society is defining success by being skinny, at least they're already skinny, right? Now, the the mesomorph is the naturally athletic muscular person. So we're not going to worry about them right now because they just kind of got it made. Uh, The endomorph is the naturally heavier person. A little bit bigger uh, naturally carries a higher level of body fat and also though uh, can put on muscle a little more easily thicker bones uh, thicker you know connective tissue generally probably stronger so when this person joins the gym to with the intention of losing weight on the scale and starts to exercise at all especially lifts little weights they start to put some weight on so they've added muscle but that doesn't feel good when you get on the scale and your goal was to lose weight And you've joined the gym and in a week you're up three pounds right So that person is typically very, very frustrated and often quits their exercise program. Now, if we can get that person, like what we're doing, is to turn that around and say, hey, we're gonna focus on performance. We're gonna focus on how much stronger you can get. Um, that person generally excels because they do get stronger quickly. They do put muscle on quickly. Uh, being a bigger person, you're naturally gonna, again, bigger bones, bigger joints, bigger connected, larger connective tissues. They just start out freaking strong, right? So when you get them into some power lifting or some competitive lifting or some area where they can uh, shine, uh, you, get, you get people hooked because now they're performing well, they're doing well. We get them to stop looking at the scale as their gauge of uh, success, but rather to gauge, um, you know, how much weight they have on the bar, right? How much they've improved. Uh, we see p- people stick to the gym for years and years who have never been able to before because they're finding success. So f- or, for you guys who are adults and struggling, um, that's that's the first step right is to pay attention to how you're performing in the gym um, and less about what you're looking like in this on the scale um, let's let's not pretend that a lot of this isn't about looking better so we're going okay with use the mirror you know use your clothes your clothes fitting better um, are you more comfortable with the way you look but Just keep your eye on performance, throw the scale out the window. Uh, If you're performing better in the gym, lifting more, more reps, more weight, you're able to be more conditioned, uh, that's a good sign your body composition is changing um, from fat to muscle. Again, fat doesn't turn into muscle, but you're losing fat, you're adding muscle, right? So if you're seeing all the indicators in performance, uh, safe to say that's happening um, within your body. Um, Stop using weight as a way to gauge progress, uh, on weight on the scale, because it's useless. Um, it's not accurate. So it's really literally useless um, and causes more mind-fucking than anything else. So let's get rid of that. Let's be positive role models for our kids in terms of what we think of. Uh, when we talk about what a healthy um, body looks and feels like. It's not defined by a certain weight. It's not even defined by a certain, uh, you know, big muscles, small muscles, um, uh, big size, little size, it's, it's more defined on what the body can do and um, kind of taking advantage of, of that. Right. So again, that's the beauty of, some, of of most sports is that there's an area where each person can shine. So for example, if you look at, I don't know, look, let's look at softball or baseball, you know, a larger person, the bigger kid, the bigger girl is usually going to be hitting that ball a mile using the power of the bigger hips, the bigger legs, to crush it. Um, The smaller boy or girl is going to probably do better at the infield position, at second base shortstop, where they can move quickly and get to the ball quickly. Uh, They're going to bat first or second because they're fast and they're spry. Um, Now, that kid, you know, that was me, right? I always wanted to be the big kid that batted fourth. But the big kid that batted fourth probably wanted to be smaller and, more agile and play second like I did. So it's, it's tricky. You know, we have a tendency to want what we don't have, but I think if we are smart as adults, and again, as we steer our children and help them to, uh, rather than try to be what they're not, uh, help them to just take advantage of what they are and be, be, you know, we talk a lot about be more of what you are, not less of what you aren't. Right. So, you know, find areas in the gym in sports in life where you can take advantage of your kind of genetic gifts rather than uh beat your head against the wall being frustrated that you're you're not the kind of opposite type than you were born with so anyway i think that was probably pretty long and pretty rambling but i hope it was helpful and made some sense um and uh lift heavy be kind y'all see ya.